Hey babes, welcome to the Babe Made Hustle podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Chavez, founder of Babes in Business. I created this podcast to talk about all the dirty details of what it really means to be an entrepreneur. Tales of faking it till you make it, clawing your way out of jobs you hate, rising to the top and finding yourself where you know you truly belong. Follow us on Instagram at babesinbusinessnj. Become a member and learn more about joining our tribe at babesinbusinessnj.com. New episodes drop every Friday at 12. Find and follow us on Spotify. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Babe Made Hustle. We're here with Amy Kwok, who runs an, a very awesome Instagram account. I think that I somehow stalked her online, which is normally how I find many people. You can find her at Girls Ride Tuesday, and Tuesday is spelled T-O-O-S-D-A-Y, and don't worry about writing that down. I'm going to put it in the comments with the link so you can go and find her right away. She, her, in her bio, it says Girls Ride Tuesday is a growing movement in the female rider community with a home base at Leadville, Colorado. Girls Ride Tuesday holds private events for female riders. Here we come to grow our skills, find a sense of community, and be surrounded by like-minded women who share a love of dirt bikes, empowerment, and just plain fun. Amy, I love that. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. So, I mean, how did this amazing Instagram with these awesome videos and all of this stuff come to be? Yeah, the, the Instagram is actually, I get a lot of help. So I have a photographer and a, um, a guy that does all the little video edits and stuff and they, they come and they just want to ride and be a part of it. And mm -hmm. so I have some amazing friends that contribute to the Instagram and, um, girls ride two, um, is actually my business. And so it's just, uh, based off of, yeah, girls ride too in a more uh, male-dominated sport of motocross and dirt biking and um, just trying to get everyone together and create kind of a, a community of support like where, I don't know, a lot of people just wouldn't realize it's there. I just want to make sure that we have something to fall back on and we can do something together. Yeah, I feel like from the second I found it, I clicked on one of those videos and I was like, this is amazing. I don't do this sport and I like how can I get on a bike like this looks amazing yeah we've gotten a lot of from those videos and the Instagram and stuff it's kind of there's been a lot of fun inspiration they get girls that haven't ridden at all or like just want to get into it and it kind of creates that opportunity where it's not as intimidating it's like kind of an inviting um inviting environment and that's what it's meant to be so a lot of people just like that yeah like they see it and they want to try it and there's a, a place for them to do that now. That's amazing. And so we're in quarantine right now. I'm in Jersey, you're in Colorado. And so how is it, how is it there? Are you still having events? Yeah. So we've been really fortunate. The track, um, Leadville is our, our home base and they've been like really great to work with us and they gave us our own private night. Um, and with the sport of motocross, I think there's different restrictions. Like, I mean, you're in a helmet, you have a lot of gear on, you're not really like breathing on each other other than like in a parking lot by your truck or whatever. So they have 
um, originally it was limited to 50 people and then just last week they lifted it to 175 so we can still hold some events our events are a little smaller than yours obviously but we can get together so well, we're not having any events right now <laughs> well actually that we're having them online yeah I heard in your virtual ones are just exploding which is awesome yeah um yeah I'm happy that we can hold them online but so that's great you're still having live events Yep. And so it sounds like nothing's changed. You're still going strong. I saw on your website too that you're looking for new locations. So shout out to anyone out there who's looking to create one of these communities. She's looking for more, uh, she's looking for people to start them. Yeah, I want to grow it. I want to, I want to kind of just put little seeds in all these little places and um, see where we can take it. That's really a dream. So I hope that some of this exposure will help get that word out there. Yeah, I love that. So has quarantine affected you guys at all or like in your events? It was, it was looking, it was close in the beginning, um, but things just started opening up in June and we started just in June, um, like June 2nd, the first Tuesday. Um, we go June to September up here just because of the weather and mm -hmm. the track that we ride at is at 10,000 feet. So it starts to get colder a lot sooner up there. So it's kind of a short season, but um, yeah, I think quarantine didn't really, it didn't kill us like I thought it would. I was, I was um, happy to, to see that happen. Well, that's good. Um, so I was thinking of some questions to ask you and I thought of a shirt that we have and it kind of reminded me of your business that too, your business as well. So we have a shirt and on the shirt, it's one of the first pieces of merchandise I ever made. It says, Babes do it better. And I kind of just, it reminded me of like what I see when I look at your Instagram account that women are doing this, women are doing it too. And maybe we're even doing it a little bit better. And I feel like that's, I mean, I'm guessing, but like maybe that's kind of the mentality that you want the women to feel when they go to your events, because that's how I feel like we're a little similar. Like I want women to come into Dave's business and I want them to feel super empowered. Like they can do anything. I want them to leave feeling like they can conquer the world. And when they wear that shirt around, some people are like, Oh, I don't know if I can wear this. I'm like, sure. You can wear that because guess what? You do do it better. And when people ask you, what do you do better? You tell them that you do everything better. So I just kind of wanted to get like your take on, you know, what your vibe is with your crew. Yeah, like, I think that's a big part of it. It's just, like, helping build confidence and, like, support yeah. and power, empowerment. So, like, um, I mean, it's just kind of, I have a hashtag, like, not your average ladies night. And it's just something, like, something different um, for girls to do. But then it's still, like, it's, I, I have a lot of girls that come and, like, their their husband or their boyfriend or whatever rides and they still want to come like by themselves it's like one thing that they can do mm -hmm. in that sport without them and have yeah. like everything that they need and all their friends there and just that like that community to be in yeah yeah I feel like when you're around everybody I don't know it's, it's just it's hard to explain it if you don't go to it probably right just the environment that you're creating for them it's yeah. kind of like if they were to go somewhere to like just a regular track on their own, it's different than if they go on the, the night that you create with all these women, it's super empowering. And they're like, Oh, I can do this. I got this. I can do anything. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, it's not just like, I would say I don't create that environment. Like everyone that goes, like every girl that rides there is like so supportive. Like there's, there's girls that are really fast and there's girls that are just beginning and like everyone jumps in and supports each other when they need it. And like, 
I think the whole, the community is just built from the writers and the girls that go and like, they just, everyone contributes in some way. Like everyone, like this week we're starting to do these little coaching sessions and I had girls like right off the bat, just volunteer to help. And like, it's their time and they want to like connect with other, other people. And like, you just see that satisfaction that comes from helping each other. And I think Mm -hmm. it's just a, it's just a widespread thing. Like I'm basically just organizing, like I'm (laughs) answering messages, like being like the person that like puts it together, but the group is created and the environment is created by the people that come. You're making me laugh right now because I feel like you sound like me and you're not giving yourself enough credit, which is what everyone always tells me. (laughs) (laughs) But I want everyone else to have credit too. Like, I mean, it's just not like, it's not a one person deal. Like there's been so many people like past and present that have like brought this to the level that it is. And it's just like, this year has been so incredible. And um, yeah, I'm just learning as I go on how to deal with the amount of people that are coming and the amount of support that we have and everyone's just putting in a little bit. Yeah. But they volunteer because you created something special. Yeah. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And what would you say they leave the track with? Um, I think they, it's, it's so cool because it's like equally, I'd say they leave with um, just like stoke on writing and how like they saw some progression or they helped someone else with progression. But then the other half of it is just like community. They leave with friends. They leave with like a good time and escape, like some, a place for them to go without, I don't know, they don't have to stress. Like it's just, just a fun place to be. And how do you think that translates into their like, mental well-being and their work and everything else the rest of their life yeah um I mean I think it goes so far and I know for myself like growing up I I grew up racing and I was I was so shy I was so like just in this introvert like I still am but like the sport of motocross and the family and the community behind it like just really builds you up like you just you have just knowing that there's other people passionate about the same thing and like you can show up at the track and know that it's just going to be a good time. Like you don't have to worry about anything. Like, I don't know. I think it, that, that builds confidence, like in every other part, it just kind of gives you that break from life. Like you, you can just let go and not think about things for a few hours every week. Yeah. That's a really important space that you're creating. Yeah. (laughs) What? What's the age group that comes to these events? Because I feel like it's probably all over the place, right? Yeah, it definitely is. Like I have little girls that, um, I don't know if anyone's familiar with dirt bikes, but that ride 50s. So like a 50 is like the, the smallest bike you can have. So these girls are like five to seven years old. And then I have women in their 50s, like that have been riding or just starting to ride. So there's like, everywhere in between. I I wouldn't say that there's like a, I don't know, more consistent age range. Like it really is just all over the board. That's cool that you have an event that's that, that has that big of a gap. That's, uh, yeah, Yeah. that's really, that's wild. Cause I I don't think that I've ever been to an event, a women's event that was that drastic in age. You know what I mean? So that is very unique. It's really cool. It's, it's like one of my favorite things to see, like some of the younger girls, like this is the first year I've had so many 
really young girls, like mm -hmm. I said, like five to 15 years old. And, um, like that, it's just really cool to have that, like introduce them to that, um, that community, you know, cause like that really wasn't there for me, like growing up, like racing, like you had your friends and like, there weren't near as many girls. And so when you were racing, the girls that were there, they were your competition. And that's kind of like how it felt unless you really like took the initiative to get to know them. And like here, I feel like it's just, um, just kind of a underlying thing. Like, that's just how it is. Like everyone is supportive. We're all in it together. And there's not that like background of you're my competition. I can't be your friend, you know? Yeah. I love that. That's another really important thing. I feel like that we have in days of business that there's enough to go around for everyone and we're not each other's competition. So I feel like the values that you're, that you have in your community are very similar to mine and I, I love it. I, I took a lot of inspiration from your business. So I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> um, so the next thing I want to ask you is some, I've asked a few people this question and I kind of like hearing their answer. It has to do with like, what was the biggest no that you've ever gotten or like a time that somebody told you that you couldn't do something. And I was driving with my husband the other day through an old, my old childhood neighborhood. And it made me think of something. Um, there was a boys, all boys soccer team. And I remember there was no girls soccer team at the time. And it made me think that I was like, Oh, I'm interviewing her. And she started this whole business. So of course, what did I do since there was no girls soccer team? I signed up to try out for the boys soccer team. And I said, I don't know if they had to let me on or I like actually made the tryouts. I'd like to think that I actually like made the team on my own, but I was in that, I was on that team in eighth grade and I was one of my, me and my friends do it with me, but we were the only two girls on the boys soccer team. And I was just like, I think from a very young age and you're, I feel like you're probably the same you just kind of know that like you're not going to take no for an answer. And if somebody tells you you can't do something or something doesn't exist that you want, you're going to make it happen. So I feel like people like us were born to build these communities. So that's why I'm, I'm very curious where your no was. Um, that's an awesome question. I think like comparing growing up racing to like your, your soccer team story, like it was the same thing. Um, I was one of two girls like in our 50 class when I was racing and then same like in the 60s like as the bikes got bigger as we got older um, up until there was finally a women's class in the races so I think like just being in that um, just being one of those two girls and then it turned into four then it turned into six and then it turned into 20 you know like I think just being there like contributed to that growth in a way, you know, um, I think it's always been, I've always been really supported by my family. And I think everyone at the races like has been supportive of women racing. It's just hard to, to get women to race or to ride. And so like, I just think being in that, um, in that position or just being one of them contributed to that as well. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't know. I'm, you might have to come back to me if there was ever a big no, I, I don't think there was, it was just like, it wasn't as, as known. It wasn't as popular to be a girl and to be racing and to do that. And so just doing it, I think was kind of making a stand in a way. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, no, I totally think so. And now you're creating this space where people are going to go and see it's a, I can do this. All these people are doing it and now I can do it too. So now you're creating a space where it's just going to like breed all these writers, all these female writers. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that that's just so exciting. Like, it's just so exciting to see new girls that like wouldn't have really considered getting a dirt bike ever. But mm-hmm. now that they see that there's a place for them to be able to learn and to go and like be accepted and it's not such a, a hard task. I think it's, it's cool to see that inspiration. Yeah. I feel like it's not just for the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a girls club too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And there's so many, I mean, there's so many women that ride and it's just cool to like pull them all together, find yeah. them, get them all to be on board. Um, so I want to talk to you about building the niche community that you built and building the membership because, um, because I do run babes in business. I run into lots of people who are trying to do all different sorts of memberships or build communities, even if it's just on their Instagram. So I think what you have done, even though you're not giving yourself enough credit is a very, very hard task. You created a brand, you created a website, you have this very uh, engaging Instagram with these amazing videos. Uh, you did all of that. So when some people think about doing that, it's just completely overwhelming to them. So I want to know, first of all, when did you know that you wanted to do this? And did it start out as just a passion project? Or did you know right away, this is going to be a business. I'm going to monetize this. I'm going to do it as a business. It definitely started out as a passion project. I think I just wanted to, um, no, I mean, I guess I started, it's always kind of been like a learn and go. Like when I first started, I wanted to try to give lessons and like, that's kind of like how I was charging like 10 bucks for a lesson or whatever. And you come out and you had like five or six girls. And then, um, it just kind of turned into, I think like, creating that community just became more of the focus. And now that that community is there, um, like I know that I want to, I just want to continue to grow it. So I guess to answer your question, yeah, like I've always had that, that idea. I just didn't know how to do it. And I think I'm still learning how to do it and still kind of failing forward um, with all of that. So yeah, like I just, want to experiment with ways to, to grow and to, I think with the membership, like this year, that was kind of just my like final, like I'm making this happen. And this is the first step towards Mm -hmm. that. And we'll see where that turns into. And I just want to build communities and help them spread um, throughout. So I think that's the first step in all of that. I mean, I think that is a great way to be just learning as you go. I tell people all the time, like, don't get caught up with, I have to, all these tasks that I have to do and it seems totally overwhelming and I don't know where to start. It's like, just start somewhere. Just start with just the website and just go from there, you know? Yeah. I feel like if you're an example of failing forward, you're a great example to, for someone to model themselves after, because it looks like you're wildly successful and everything is set up perfectly. I mean, that's the idea for it to look like that. I mean, it's been a long time coming there. And like I said, like, I mean, 
it's not just me. There's so many people that contribute to it. And I think just setting yourself up with a team and getting people um, that see your values and share your values and support the direction. It's just, it can't, it can't do bad. Right. (laughs) I mean, if it does, like you learn and I've definitely learned a lot of lessons throughout these last few years and just want to continue to learn and progress and (laughs) see how I can do that. And you've tapped into your community, like you just mentioned. So you're using them to like fill spots on your team. Yeah. I mean, I think the team, it's just like naturally happening. And I think just you find people that are, um, that are just, that believe what you believe and, um, are there and like it, that it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, like right now, like definitely not making money and like, I, ideally that would be, that would be nice, but it's not really what it's about. I just want to spread the values and like spread the word. And I think like creating something, um, structured is the first step to do that. And then wherever that goes, I think, um, I guess we'll see, but I think that's just going to contribute to the growth. And how should have asked you this before, but how many years in are you in your uh, event? This is the fifth. It, it was 2015. It was the first one. And like walk us through what a typical event is if we're going to one of your events. Yeah. Um, so now it's just, uh, we get a private night at a track, which is kind of unheard of. And it's, um, it's really cool to see the support from the local tracks that have given us that opportunity. So usually when you go ride a track, it's, I mean, it's usually really busy. There's really fast people. There's a ton of people. It's just like the track gets beat up really quick. Um, so we don't, we don't really have to deal with any of that because of our, our local tracks like Leadville and now, um, we have one in Denver. And, uh, so they prep the track for us, which like they get rid of all the ruts and the bumps and smooth everything out and water everything. So it's like a, a smooth fun. I shouldn't say smooth. Like the dirt is like (laughs) deeper and you can like put in ruts and stuff. I know everyone listening to this is not going to know what I'm talking about, but (laughs) you can go look it up. exactly and so they prep the track for us and then um you show up like you say hi everyone gets parked and unloaded and then once the track is prepped you just start riding and um it's usually three to dark and um this week I want to try to find um a place for everybody because there's um, a lot of people learning and then there's a lot of people there to just ride so um we're gonna I always try to get a group photo. Um, so I, I put a time on it where we're going to do that at five thirty, And then after the group photo, we're going to break away into kind of different coaching, um, sections, or if you want to work on jumps or corners or form, you can kind of rotate through, um, three different people. And those are some of the girls that volunteered and want to be a part of it. And so, um, yeah, you can either just ride the whole time or you can do some of the breakaway and kind of get some coaching on areas that you're you're wanting to learn more in. That's awesome. I mean, even just you talking about it, my brain is like thinking of all these other ways to monetize it. So I feel like it's, you know, to me events, it's like limitless. So like what you can turn it into over time as you just keep building it and building it. I love the team picture that content is King, you know, creating the FOMO that's huge too. And how many people typically come to your events now? 
I've been in the forties. Um, a lot. This, yeah, this summer. That's huge. That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, what was I going to ask you next? I thought of a question and now it has slipped my mind. Oh, well, I also want to talk to you about monetizing your events. Um, for people out there who are trying to um, start to monetize, like how, how did you, how did you start doing that? Like, when did you start charging? When did you know, like, I have something I can start charging for these events? Yeah. Like I said, I mean, I tried to charge for lessons and like that was optional and it just right. kind of, I didn't push it. I didn't like make it all about that. Cause I didn't want girls to feel like they were just like coming and like, I was just after money or like, that's all it was about. Cause it's never, like I said, like, that's not where my heart is. Um, but I think like doing the membership this year was like I said, just a step towards structure. Um, and I think, I mean, putting the website together, doing all of this back in work, there's a lot of expenses. And I think like, at least I just want to break even on that this year and then grow, um, mm -hmm. use everything to grow next year and just move forward. Um, but yeah, just putting that, like that membership at, um, at the bottom, like being kind of, you can do a day pass, you can do a monthly membership or you can do a season membership and that all goes towards the growth. Um, of the business and the company. I think that's awesome. Cause I see a lot of, um, meetups that are similar to mine. And I feel like some people are scared of charging and they'll either do it free or, and I've reached out to them to try to like ask them if they wanted to be like a babes in business. Um, but they're not charging anything. And I'm like, you're giving away all this value and you're not charging for what you're doing. So I love to see people who are you know, char obviously charging for what you're doing. And then, you know, every year that goes by, the, and the more that you add to the event, obviously the more that you can charge for what you're doing. Like, especially if you said you're having coaching and things like that, it's just adding more value to the package that you have, you know, you already have. Yeah. And it just opens up new opportunities. And, um, that's, yeah, that's just the exciting part. That's where I want to, I just want to grow it. Yeah. To start. Yeah. Um, and how much would you say is organization of creating a big event like this? Because I feel like a lot of people don't realize the back end of what goes into creating a, an event. They just, they see the event and they're like, oh, this is so great. You know, I could do this too. And I'm like, no, I don't know if you realize like how OCD you have to be and how organized you have to be. I mean, I feel like um, I'm a personal trainer. Like that's what mm -hmm. I've done for 10 years and I have like after COVID and all that, like my, my gym shut down. So I've been training people like in the park or on zoom and stuff. And, um, I'm fortunate. Like, I think that all happened to give me more time to put into this. If I didn't, if I was working my old schedule, like I would never be able to do what I'm doing. Like, and I just wanted to take advantage of the extra time. So like I'm working, I'm still working like probably 30 hours a week with, training clients and then every like I have before I start training and then right after my last client I'm just working on GRT like answering messages emails like like pushing just trying to like always have that time for new ideas and like reaching out and just trying to find um things that are gonna grow us forward but yeah I mean it's definitely I do I think I have two full-time jobs that I'm doing. 
100%. What do you see for the future of Girls Ride 2? You know, I'm still, like, I'm still figuring that out. And I think, um, like, right now, I just, I really want to make it really special um, for Colorado. I want to keep everyone involved that's involved. And I want to, like, have that um, that space and that community um, because it's something that, like, we haven't really had. And it's really cool to see that um, there's so much support behind it and there's so many new people coming in and like recognizing that and like that's why they're there um and so I think that's I want to make sure that that stays and I want to share that um like I said like open new chapters in other states and other areas and like bring that community to other places like um Colorado is like it's a really competitive state for racing and there's been more and more girls and we have so many amazingly talented women um in this state and it's just yeah it's cool to kind of bring another side of it where it's not I mean it's of course it's awesome if you're if you're fast and you're a pro and you deserve all the respect and um everything but it's not always about that like it's about um the community behind it and just supporting each other and I want to I want to spread that um so that's that's my my next step and then um yeah, just see where it goes. Like once that happens, I'm sure I'm going to come up with something next and keep, keep going forward with it. There's always another project when you're an entrepreneur. (laughs) Have you run into any hurdles um, or has there ever been something that like hard that you've come across with your company? Um, yeah. Um, I think just like the support is there and like everyone, I feel like, I don't know. That's, it's a hard question. Like I'd say yes and no. Like I think just navigating and creating structure and making sure that I'm clear on what I want and um, like kind of what I expect and just being clear with everyone involved and around me. Like those are kind of the biggest lessons that I'm learning now. And just knowing that um, I need to stay true to the values and um, stay true to myself and things will grow the way they're supposed to yeah leading can be hard yeah yeah um well this is i mean this is awesome this community that you've created for all of these women the space for them to come into together and i feel like you're giving them so much more too than just even a space to ride like it sounds like they're networking with each other the ages are so different i feel like they can meet someone and like who knows what will happen out of them meeting each other yeah so I feel like things are happening that you don't even know are happening probably behind the scenes which is what normally happens at events right and people must be like dming you or messaging you things about things that go on at your event what's one of the craziest things or nicest things that anyone's ever messaged you that they've gotten out of being at one of your events um one that stuck out to me this the past few months, um, there's these two little girls that have been coming from the beginning and, um, their dad had sent me an email and he just said that it's like, it's so exciting to see them. Like they won't stop talking about it. All they want to do is see the pictures. They can't wait for next Tuesday. And it's kind of like giving them that confidence and that like, um, I don't know that empowerment that like, 
it's meant to. And it's just really cool to see that coming from someone so young. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes I get a little tired. <laughs> Does that ever happen to you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> God, I'm working so many different jobs. I'm doing so many different things. And then you get a message like that and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. This is why I do this. I can do this forever. I'm never going to stop. <laughs> so the, I feel like people don't even know how much those messages mean to you. For sure. Yeah. And it, yeah. And that's like, it doesn't take much. It's just like one small little thing and it just keeps you going for sure. All right. I, I mean, I can, I can't even imagine being at your event and just seeing you know, a little girl that's like five or six, just like riding on the bike and getting like totally stoked on it. Or even better, someone who's like older, who's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to pick this up and do this like for fun. Like this is what I need. So I mean, you're, they can't see you, but you're smiling huge right now. So I can I feel like what it must feel like to be at one of your events. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, I just like thought of another one too. Like my, um, one of my clients I've trained for years and years, like she's always been like, Oh, that is so cool. I love that. And we had an opportunity a couple of weeks ago where um, a bike rental company came in with so girls that didn't have bikes could ride and she tried it and she learned. And then the next weekend she went out and bought a bike and now she's going to come like every Tuesday and just learn. And I mean, she's, she's older, she's in her forties and like, this is like something totally new to her. So it's like totally on like the six year old end. And then yeah, in life you can pick up something new and be inspired. So yeah, cool. it just must feel so good to create a space like that and know that that would not happen if you hadn't done that. These people wouldn't be doing that. Yeah, yeah, so, it is a cool feeling for sure. Yeah. Um, so I want to end with some advice for our listeners. Um, do you have any good tips or advice for someone who is thinking about creating an event or a niche event and they just are completely overwhelmed and don't even know where to start because obviously you've created this amazing space. Um, yeah, I, th I think just, just go for it. Mm -hmm. um, like my one thing that I always struggle on is I just like kind of get too OCD and I have to have everything done first and everything be perfect. And I think if you can let go of that a little bit and just try it and things will fall into place and you'll learn as you go and um, you won't waste so much time figuring things out that don't matter. Um, so yeah, just go for it. Great advice. Just start. Do you hear that babes? So Amy, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And I want to congratulate you on creating this amazing, empowering space for women because we obviously here at Babes in Business love to hear that. And I hope that you get some on the East Coast so we can go to them in person. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. Yeah. All right. Well, we hopefully we will see you soon at one of your events. If not, you guys need to go check out her amazing videos on her Instagram. And for that, go head over to the comments in the podcast notes. All right, Amy, we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye.